space. And the ocean, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Weekly Undertaking. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. And different parts of the ocean. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To challenge themselves. And try something new. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Like really far down in the ocean. Or in space. Now we play the theme song. <laughs> Perfect. I, I think you, that's a keeper. You nailed it. I know. Great job. I'm really, I'm skilled. Stuck the landing. Hi, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Undertaking. I'm Alex. I'm Mike. And today we're going to talk about... How do we describe it? We're gonna talk about stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, as we mentioned in the beginning, this is the uh, this is the uh, weekly undertaking, the podcast where we challenge ourselves every week, and then we talk about them live, but also not live. But not it, this is a recording, as you know. But uh, it sounds good to say live. But yeah, so this this week we decided to take one part of our uh, slogan very seriously. Our slogan, of course, at the end of every week is to challenge ourselves and to try something new. How is that? How did we take that literally? We tried something new well yeah but we usually try something yeah you new. know what shut up shut up about it why this week we this week we did a research episode no, mike what? why this week we what? tried to do something literally i listen most of the time i don't try and this week i did so well thank you that's yeah. all you had to say all right well this week we decided to we decided to learn stuff because you know podcasts in general inform people that's that's one of the main like uh the, the one of the main posits of um of podcasting is like getting information out there yeah and we figured you know what may as well start now episode 111 we just realized this guys we just had this epiphany just we gotta, like yeah we gotta teach stuff oh our listeners are getting stupid that's why we're not doing things good mm -hmm. because we haven't actually given you information gotta keep yeah. you smart enough to remember the name of the podcast so you can keep looking it up right so this week we decided to delve into two uh, I, I think fascinating topics yeah the final frontiers of our world the final frontiers yes uh so alex researched space yeah what is commonly referred to as the final frontier and i did a little bit of research into uh the ocean and because we don't know a lot about the ocean. Yeah, we don't. We we really don't. We only have about 5% of the ocean mapped. Which is so cool because, you know, it's we, we've been trying really hard. It is deep and terrifying. I actually don't know if we have. I don't know if there's actually been a concerted effort to look to map out the ocean. I, it's probably been... We've probably been trying why, for a why while. Why we? I mean... Yeah, I guess we got land problems to deal with. Yeah, right now. you know, and also like you saw Pacific Rim. The, the, I didn't see. You Pacific didn't see Rim. Pacific Rim. Oh, it's awesome. The concept is like the aliens exist in the ocean and not the not the sky. Oh, That's essentially I've heard of it. This. That's so, cool. Yeah, so like the monsters come out and it's a kaiju film, but like you know you you, you got the guys in giant it's, robots. It's a punching fun them. premise. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, so we we know that that shit's down there. We don't want to let them know that we're up here, you uh -huh. know? Yeah, just in case. You know, yeah. may as well have them find us. Yeah, exactly. Just how we, we struggle to break out of the atmosphere, they struggle to break out of, like, the surface. Well, I mean, legitimately, they probably do. If, yeah. they, if there's any intelligent civilizations down there, that's exactly what's happening. Trying to figure out how to do the whole oxygen thing it's probably really tough yeah i mean you're entirely correct and it's also like what if atlantis is a real place first of all i have a theory well no i don't i i was gonna say i have a theory about atlantis because here's one of my facts about the ocean which i'll dive into in detail a little bit later but um the mediterranean sea used to not exist really yeah. oh yeah because it's like it's like a gigantic lake but not no it's it's a sea it's definitely a sea uh it, it connects to the ocean but um the strait of gibraltar was not uh successful at holding back the water because like everything that the ocean that the mediterranean sea currently covers was like like used to just be dry but that flood happened like five million years ago so yeah we weren't around to map it right because there, there are theories about like um you know, almost every single civilization and religious thing out there has an idea about a great flood. Like Jewish and Christians have have Noah's Ark and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Even Native Americans have different things about great flood. Well, because you know there are there there have been a lot of great floods. I remember learning about the land bridge between Alaska and Russia yeah. way back when. That's true. I mean, that was there when people existed. Yes. And now it's not. Now it's not. You're right. Like the the, the Earth is ever changing, but um. 
the idea being that if there was so much about one specific great flood that wiped out so much civilization, the mm-hmm. idea is like, well, that must have happened at some point, and it turns out it did, but just five million years ago, which I'm not an evolutionologist, which is what I'm calling it, um, but I'm pretty sure humans were not around five million years ago. People were probably not. I mean, I, 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 I went in to find that fact for a fact relating to space, mm-hmm. um, and people were have been around for like... Yeah, not a long time. Not a long time. I want to say a few hundred thousand years. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, up here on Earth. I'm, I'm Googling it because I don't <laughs> trust you, your ability. Uh, oh, oh. They So, okay. We found uh, crude stone tools used by humans in Africa 2.5 million years ago. So that's, wow. that's a lot longer. That's a really... That's a lot longer than I actually thought there would be... Uh, humans well i mean if well, you can... I, it's human ancestors i should say yeah. it's it's they're ape-like creatures in africa that began to walk on two legs and were able to use stones so and that if... doesn't mean that's like <laughs> homo sapiens but, i mean you know. if you consider it like advancement is exponential so mm-hmm. i mean it makes sense that for like probably like a million years we were still figuring out fire yeah yeah exactly i that that doesn't shock me that would not shock me at yeah. all because m- i mean most of their animals haven't figured out fire they got a lot to learn they're working on it i'm yeah. sure dolphins would have gotten it by now if they weren't trapped under the water do you think yeah i mean well here's the thing it's like also like there's so many like volcanoes and stuff under the ocean that like there are fires under the ocean like we make fun <laughs> of spongebob all the time but like they would probably be able to figure it out, but they don't need it. Fire would be very different underwater. Yeah, it would be. It my would favorite, be. I mean, I don't know if you have this fact, but my favorite fact about dolphins is that sometimes they, like, grab puffer fishes and use the toxins to get high. I don't have a. I don't have that written down, <laughs> but they, that is funny. They yeah. pass the puffer fish around. Yeah. This is like, wow, that's... That's what that's what humans do too. D- dolphins are insanely smart. It's kind of scary how smart they are. Yeah, uh, if they were land based, we may have to. There could have been some special in- interference. I mean, I don't know if they're that well. Special interference that could be anything. Like I don't know, a bear could species interfere with like a tribe uh, before you know concrete buildings were made. Yeah, I guess they have a long way to go. Like if they were to get to our level of intelligence, it probably wouldn't be for another couple million years all right this is, might be a little too early in the podcast to start talking about this but what is intelligence what is intelligence like what they don't build things Mike, that's fine this is the wrong place to ask that question i mean that's a good point but like <laughs> also like what are, is it fair to hold dolphins to the standards of humans just because they don't build shit and don't seem to have language does I mean, that mean i guess when you hold them to the standard of all other animals they're definitely the smartest things out there aside from people well again it depends on how you define intelligence we're not able to you know we don't have blowholes depends on the person yeah exactly yeah very true very true um no i mean i guess look dolphins i I just implied that blowholes are are what dolphins consider intelligent like the size of your blowhole tells us how smart you are hey you know what there could be racist dolphins there almost certainly are racist dolphins not big enough because like i also (laughs) you small blowholes you small blowholes. go back to small blowhole land i don't know i don't know how many different kinds of dolphins there are but i'm i'm honestly sure that like if a Pacific dolphin was interacting, uh, placed in the ocean with an Atlantic uh, ocean tribe of dolphins, mm-hmm. or whatever they're called. Is it a pod of dolphins? That so, sounds kind of correct. Something like that? A murder of dolphins. <laughs> um, they, uh, I'm, I'm sure they would not get along, because there, there's got to be, like, dolphin customs that they need to be accustomed to. Well, definitely. There yeah. are, I mean, like, groups of dolphins do, like, probably have, like, slightly different things. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, the law of, like... Maybe it's like probably to dolphins, like all people kind of look the same and do similar things. Oh, we almost certainly do. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, I remember learning about monkeys and how like to a monkey, every single monkey face looks completely different. Mm -hmm. But to people, since we're not monkeys, all the monkey faces look super, super similar. Yeah, because we don't need to differentiate the monkeys. That's that's why I had a hard time following Planet of the Apes. Yeah, honestly, just because well, okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. No, they did good. They had like all the main, all the main chimps were like all the main apes were were had were different species. Yeah, which also kind of like that that took me out of it a little bit because I was just like, it was I easier mean, easier to figure it out. Well, yeah, but orang, but like orangutans aren't at the same level of intelligence as a chimpanzee. It's a different. They're, they're different species, you know. I mean. 
apparently they were close enough to rise up together. Yeah, I know, because you could do a hand wave thing about the freaking like mm-hmm. chemicals and stuff like that. That also reminds me of the the condition where people are unable to um, differentiate human faces. Yeah, face blindness. That's a real yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Face blindness. Well, it has like a legit scientific name. Oh, face blinditis. No. That's I, not it. That's I, not it. I, I played uh, I'm, I played Zeroscape, so I should know this. Zeroscape? This what, was, the, what the hell is Zeroscape? It was a, it's a mystery game like Danganronpa that oh, okay. I mentioned to you a few times, and face blindness plays a part in one of the stories. Oh, well, all right. And they go into real deep dive into it, and I don't remember what it's called. Well, we're looking it up. All right. <laughs> How are you doing today, folks? Face blindness science name. Uh, prosopagnosia. Oh, prosopagnosia. That's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I said that word like 30 times when I was playing that game. Wow. I should have remembered. That's, you, you messed up. You I done did. Get, you done did goof. Anyway, Mike, you want to learn about space and the ocean together? I sure do. Let's uh, get on. Do we want to learn about, which bus. one do we want to go? Do we want to go up or do we want to go in? In? You mean down? Yeah. Well, yeah, but like we're going into the ocean. Going down is like well, mole people. You also go into space. Shut up. So do you want to learn about the space or the ocean first? Uh, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. We're technically always in space. You ever think about that? Yeah, actually. Yeah. And it's, well, you mentioned this last week, I yeah. think. You ever think about like how, like, we're not, it's not that space is, is uh, gravity isn't holding us down from going up into space. Gravity is the only thing holding us up from falling into the, into the great abyss of space. All right. So I guess we're doing space first. Fuck it. Why not? Um, yeah. That is true. Gravity works in the sense that it pulls us down to the planet's core because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's because the planet just spins and creates, or it's just nope. that it has mass. Mass, yeah. There that's how go. that's how gravity works. All right. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> space is cool. We live on a rock in the middle of it mm-hmm. in the solar system that I don't think it has like a legit name, right? Our what? solar system, like no, we haven't like. Yeah, it's called the solar system. Well, like there are like all the solar systems are solar systems. <laughs> yeah, but just like all stars are suns, but our sun is the sun, you know, capital S. Yeah, it's, it's real fucking like bold of us. Well, to... what else are we gonna do? Are we gonna name our solar system? Well, we like, named our galaxy. You know what? It, we it's didn't like call this... our galaxy the galaxy. You know, it's like it always pissed me off when Marvel did this. Bear with me for a second. But Marvel did this thing where like they invented the multiverse of Marvel things, mm-hmm. and they called the main Marvel universe the main one that we've been reading about for for the entire existence of the Mar- of the Marvel comics. They called it Earth six hundred and sixteen. How fucking dare they? Why would they not just call it? Earth One or something like that. It's convenient that like Earth One was the one that ever all this cool stuff happened. You're right. It would be convenient because it's all made up and it's right in front of me. Do I have to really le- learn about six hundred and fifteen more important universes? If they're more important, why not tell me about them? So space. Yes, yeah, space. Anyway, tell me about the solar system. <laughs> yeah. So I focused mostly on the size of the universe and the space in general, because that's what I find the most interesting about space. Yeah. So let me lay down a few facts to you to make you feel incredibly small. Let lay them down, buddy. Yes. So let's start by establishing what a light year is. Do you okay. know what a light year is, Mike? Yeah, it's actually a distance. It's the amount of time that it's the amount of space that uh, the that light particles can travel over the course of one Earth year. Yes. Yeah. The trainer in Brock's gym taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be interesting because I actually had to take an astrophysics class in really? college for for my math major. So this should be fun. That's cool. But you wait. So so wait. Brock's gym in Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green mentioned that red and blue. Because uh, because the one the one trainer in there says like you're like ten thousand light years away from brace facing Brock, and then you beat him, and he's like, ah, oh, fucked up. Light year is a measure of distance, not time. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's interesting. Five year old me said. Uh, I mean, sure, okay, that's cool. Okay, well, like thirteen year old me when I started reading the text. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Water. Water. So anyway, yes, a light year is the distance light can travel in one Earth year, yes. which is you know. January to December. 365 days, 525,600 minutes. That's true. Yes. So let's determine. I learned that from Rent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is just going to be obscure pop culture references for this entire thing. It wouldn't be an Earth cast if if not for all these references. True. So let's establish how much a light year is in miles. Yes. A light can travel 186,282 miles a second. 
Yes. So that means that one light year is approximately five trillion eight hundred and seventy four billion five hundred and eighty nine million one hundred and fifty two thousand miles. That means nothing. That, I know. That number is so big it means nothing to us. One light year is nearly six trillion miles. Mike, if you think that number is too big, um, shit's about to get a little too real for well, what, you. What is six trillion? We don't even have a trillionaire. Jeff Bezos is the closest we can get. And he's like not even like 20% of the way there. Yeah, I think he has like $200 billion, something like that. So then he would be 20% of the way there. Yeah. Look at you, You're giving me accurate statistics. Thank you. Anyway, uh, let's continue to uh, figure this out. Okay. So our galaxy is somewhere between 100,000 and 150,000 light years across. Okay. If you were to drive from one end to the other end, uh, that's how that's, many light years it would Milky be. That's the Milky Way. That's the Milky Way. So that's equal to about 700 quadrillion miles. Which is more than a trillion by a lot. Yes, it is. So, the dis... Oh, this is fun for you. So, this is something that you kind of brought to my attention. The distance between the Earth and the moon is 238,900 miles. Yes. Mike, you have said in the past, a good car can drive you to the moon, meaning that a successful car can run for around 238,900 miles. That It's highly optimistic, but that's what I want my cars to do every time I get one. Yes. And that's that's a cool idea. Drive yeah. to the moon, and then you know, you're good. Yeah. So now, let me blow your mind a little bit. If you had, if every car you drove was that perfect in that it drove you that amount of distance, mm -hmm. you would need... Three trillion seventy three billion seven hundred and sixty nine million nine hundred sixty two thousand three hundred twenty eight cars to drive from one end of our galaxy to the other. Wow, that's insane. So we're going to be doing a lot of our measurements in car driving. Oh, is that how this is going to work? <laughs> yes. Just think about how much time that would take to like plant a car perfectly at every stage of thing. It's all Toyota Corollas. And I'm some just shit. imagining yeah. like since it's space, you could just balance all the cars on top of the one you're currently driving. Oh yeah, yeah. And no, then that's... when it breaks down you just climb up one car and then keep going. <laughs> I like how your I like your perception of gravity. So <laughs> it, in insignificant enough that like we can have cars on top of it uh, on top of us, but significant enough that we can stay on the road. Mm -hmm. Continue. Yes, yeah, so a lot of cars. If you want to go round trip with that, you'll need twice as much, a little over six trillion. I won't read out the whole number because that's only a round trip idea. Thank you. Yes. The Earth we stand on is 4.54 billion years old. Yes. In the entire history of our planet, light would be able to travel across our galaxy 36,000 times. That's interesting. Yeah, right? Yeah. Humanity has been known to exist for 200,000 years, recorded history. Mm-hmm. Um, in all of our history as a species, light wouldn't even be able to travel across our galaxy twice, okay. a mere 1.6 times. Can I can I can I jump in here with the, with the fact that I that I find mind blowing? Yes. Okay. So there is a planet out there that is a that we I still don't know how astrophysicists do this, but they're able to look in a telescope very very far away and see a uh, and see signs that say okay there might be a planet there might be a, a something that kind of might be able to uh, support life sixty million uh, like light years away yes but also uh, I don't know if this is where you're going but since we can see since we're seeing it from that distance we're seeing light from a time that is sixty billion years ago yes so here's the thing sixty million years ago sixty million yes so we're seeing we're, so. The way that we perceive it is we see the light from there. So that that light that tells us that there's a planet out there is 60 million years old. So let's say that that planet out there right now is looking at us. Is looking at us. They're seeing the dinosaurs. They're seeing the freaking dinosaurs. Isn't that they cool? think that right now we like we, they don't know humans exist. They they're they're seeing like tyrannosauruses and stuff, and they're coming over here to see the t the T Rexes. If they if they start their trip now, they'd probably get here way after we're all gone. Oh, they would. But by that time, the the people back at home would be like, yeah, you're gonna meet these guys called humans. Here's how you learn English. Yeah, like, like yeah, like like they land with like their dinosaur hats all excited yeah. and then there's just like a hellfire of like old buildings it's like what the hell where <laughs> all the seen, dinosaurs go have you seen that uh that comic i think it was by nathan pyle which was a an asteroid wearing wearing a hat with, with a with a map that says dino world and he's so excited coming towards yes human. it makes me so sad every time i see it <laughs> that's just so cute though it really is it really really is <laughs> let's continue yes in the time America has existed, the country that you and I live in, yes. light would have been able to travel 
0.001952% of the way of the galaxy. That is not even close to 1%. Right. In the sense that the country we stand in has existed not even close to 1% of the time it would take light. A very fast thing to get even like a pr- notable percentage across our galaxy. Not only a very fast thing, it's it's quite literally the fastest thing. Like our perception, our understanding of physics breaks as, if we go faster than, than the speed of light. Uh, probably some cool shit starts happening, though. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, there's as far as we know, that's the cap. That's the limit. But yeah. <laughs> right now. But right you now. Know what? Usain Bolt's working on it. Ah, timely, timely athlete reference. Look at you, Alex. Still fast. Yeah. Not fast enough to run out the virus, though. That's too bad. Dude. What? Too soon. Uh, no, he's. I think he's fine. I know he's fine, yeah. but like still. Yeah. Anyway, our galaxy is big. Yes, it is. It is estimated that on average, there are 100 million stars in each galaxy. Yeah. But how many galaxies are there? That's a good question, a me. fucking lot, right? Yes. At this point... We can be certain that there are about 100 billion galaxies in our universe, though it is almost certainly much more than that. That means there are nearly 13 galaxies for every person standing on Earth today. That we can clarify exist. Wow. So, so we, we all we all have like a dozen galaxies. Well, can we assign that? Can we all can we all just be like, yeah, you get a you get fucking a galaxy, bro? That would be cool. I want to do that because right now I also I also often think about like. You know how you can buy a star and like name a star and yeah. like that's how you it's it's a cool idea that NASA had cuz it like it funds their their thing but also like I now have paperwork saying I own a star and like if we ever break crack physics enough that we can travel to those stars will that documentation hold up in court <laughs> cuz I paid for that land I would love I that. paid for that land How cool would it be if like you you like land on like a planet and there's alien life and you come down with your like $10 certificate of like <laughs> I own that thing in the sky. Yeah. You're mine. Yeah. You maybe you can convince them that like if they don't do what you say, you could take their son away. I you know what? That might be that might be a whole new era of colonization. That would be a real fucked up history. Oh my god. But also kinda hysterical that it starts <laughs> out as this. That would be. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about galaxies close to ours. Yeah. So this information comes from imagine.gsf c.nasa.gov so this is like a nasa so did you just give us the url did you just read us the url Mm -hmm. okay cool so this information is taken from that website everything from this point on until i say otherwise yes the sagdeg or the s-a-g-d-e-g wasn't discovered until 1994 both because it is very dim and because it was obscured by the central part of our galaxy this is another galaxy oh okay um, though this galaxy is quite big, about 10,000 light years across, it is likely to be disrupt- disrupted, dis- disrupted there you go. by the tidal forces from our galaxy, the Milky Way. For a comparison, our galaxy is about 100,000 light years across. Wow. So we're much bigger. We are much bigger. But also, like, these two, these two dudes are so close together that if galaxies could catch COVID, they wouldn't be social distancing. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. The Sagdeg is on the other side of the Milky Way from the sun, about 70,000 light years away. It is 50,000 light years away from the center of the Milky Way, and it is so close to us that some of Sagdeg's stars are actually in the outermost regions of the Milky Way. Well, I mean, then in that case, it feels like a meaningless distinction, right? Well, they're both, they both have like their own centers, and they're like doing their own thing. Oh, okay. But they're so close together that... Probably soon, but not in human time soon, like mm-hmm. a few million years. Yeah, that's maybe, even that's really short. Yeah. Then, you know, they'll probably, our boy, the Sagdeg, is probably going away. Our boy, he's now our boy yeah. because we learned a couple We're things about him. We're adopting him. Cool. The Canis Major Dwarf Galaxy is only 25,000 light years away from the sun, our sun. Yeah. And 42,000 light years from the galactic center. It, too, is well hidden by the dust in the plane of the Milky Way, which is why it wasn't discovered until recently. This galaxy is also being pulled apart by the Milky Way's gravity. As it orbits the Milky Way, it is leaving a long filament of stars, gas, and dust in its wake. Filament is a fun word to say. I know, that, I know that was not the most interesting thing you said in that <laughs> sentence, but that, that's one that stuck out to me. The cool thing is, like, the idea that, like, 
dude, galaxies are orbiting our galaxy. Yeah, no, dude, it's... The concept of gravity is so fascinating to me. It is. Because it's like, there is a black hole in the center of our galaxy that we think, we think it's a black hole as far as we know, that that's the reason we're moving. That's Any the, of us are moving. That's the coolest idea. Yeah. And it's also like, this is interesting, is we we go around the sun every every year, right? That is correct. So, in theory, every date, we should return to the same area of the, where, where we were the previous year. But we don't. But we don't. You know why? Because the whole solar system is spinning. The sun is also moving. So we're not going in a circle. We're going in kind of like a corkscrew fashion, except because we're as we go around the corks, the, the sun, the sun is moving, so we're leaving a corkscrew in behind us. Except here's the thing. The galaxy is also fucking moving, but we don't know why. So it's kind of <laughs> like a corkscrew in a corkscrew. It's insane. Yeah. We're like corkscrewing into the sun just very 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 slowly yeah and then the sun's corkscrewing into the galaxy again very very slowly it's like those little machines that you see at the mall where you put the penny in and then it like spins around and falls into the hole yeah it's that in slow motion it's that in very slow motion or quick motion because we're moving at hundreds of thousands of miles an hour that is true but like you know, uh, again, human time. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a bit. To, yeah, yeah. That's not a problem that we have to worry about. Yeah, that's, correct. That's our ancestors' problems. Mm, probably not. We'll probably be all extinct by then, or maybe somewhere else. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky enough to get like, like ten people off this earth. Yeah, we will be lucky if we get ten people off this earth. Anyway, they'll be lucky. <laughs> uh, to get to the closest galaxy to ours, the Canis Major Dwarf. At Voyager, at Voyager's speed, it would take approximately 749 million years to travel the distance of 25,000 light years. If we could travel at the speed of light, it would still take 25,000 years. Mm -hmm. The Virgo Supercluster is a collection of galaxies that contain the Milky Way galaxy hey, and, I'm of a Virgo. course... I'm a Virgo. There you go. Yeah. The supercluster that we're all in is named after you. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Uh, it's a collection of galaxies that contain the Milky Way galaxy and, of course, the cute little green and blue speck we call home. And it's about fi 55 million light years across. Let's go back to our car example. Oh, yeah? It would take 1 quadrillion, 352 trillion, 458 billion, 783 million, 424,000 and 27 cars to drive across the Virgo supercluster. That's a lot of cars. Exactly. Yeah. I don't even think we've made an that many cars actually no we definitely have not made that many cars yeah the observable universe which is everything we can currently confirm to be there is approximately 46.508 billion light years across going back to our car example oh my god alex <laughs> one more time it would take one quintillion 143 quadrillion 639 trillion 147 billion, 263 million, 357,054 cars to drive across the observable universe. And fun fact, you can only be conscious for about 15 seconds in space without a helmet. Yeah. And you're going to die. And then you're going to die, yeah. So it's you also, won't make it far. It's also but all, true. Um, but the thing that's also like, us humans, none of all of those numbers, even though they are not close to each other at all, they all sound similar. They all do. Because they're just so big that they're meaningless to us. Exactly. One quintillion and one quadrillion is so far apart, it's like saying, like, giving one person a dollar and then giving another person, like, a million dollars. Way more than that. Way more than that. Like, it, if one, one billion seconds is 32 years. One billion. So, like, multiply that by quintillion, that's... Way more okay. It's like raising raising a billion to the fifth power, or even more than that. So one um, quintillion sec, one quintillion seconds is probably going to be more time than any of us have existed. I'm willing to bet there's more. One quintillion is uh, more seconds than the universe has existed. Seconds. Let's, let's let's check it out. All right, hold on. I got it. I got it. Billion, trillion. The universe has only existed. The Big Bang happened less than five hundred quadrillion seconds ago. So that's like half a quintillion. Half a quintillion, yeah. So, if you take every second that the universe has existed, less than yeah, get, get a car for each of those seconds. Yeah. <laughs> double it, 
Yeah. That's how many cars you would need to drive across the observable universe. Exactly. That's a good way to put it into, yeah. into a way we can sort of understand. Still no, but that's okay. It's, it's to the point where I feel like I made my point that the universe is so big that none of us matter. Very true. Or it's, it's so big that it's scary. It's scary for us. It yeah. is scary. Yeah. It's fun. We're like a little we're like a little piece of plankton in the ocean. Mm-hmm. We really are. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, Mike, that's really all I have to say about the size of our universe. Yeah. Last, last uh, time we talked about aliens. Do you want to talk about aliens? Yeah, actually. Your theories? Yeah. I, I, I have an official stance on aliens. Mm-hmm. I do not think that our Earth has been visited by extraterrestrial life mm-hmm. at any point in our history. I agree. But I am so positive, like 100% certain, that somewhere in this universe there are more intelligent life. There's more intelligent life out there. I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I also, But I hear the thing that's scary about it is, number one, I don't think it exists in the solar system. And that's really all that's relevant. Well, yeah, this solar system, yeah, it's pretty much confirmed to us that there's really nothing else in the solar system. Right, right. Like, maybe a couple bacteria on Mars. That's maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but, like, the thing that the thing that blows my mind is, like, our current understanding of the universe is that it is impossible to do uh, – it's really impossible to do light speed. Like, our, our, our current understanding of physics, like mm-hmm. I said, when I said it breaks – at light speed, I, I literally mean like it's a hard mm. stop because the only reason light is able to travel that far is because it doesn't have any mass. We have mass, a lot of it, a lot of <laughs> mass, like not as much as planets and stuff, but we have mass. So, Enough to make a difference. Yeah, we would we would be fried like mm. easy, in a second. So theoretically, for intelligent life to get here, they would have to travel at light speed somehow. And then also it would take them so long mm-hmm. that they would have had to start coming here before they knew any of us existed. True. Because think because like I said, we would have to really move faster than light speed. Because like you said, the nearest galaxy is how long how far away? Um like a the few, nearest galaxy a few is, thousand light years, right? Yeah. A few I hundred think, thousand? I think ten thousand light years. Ten thousand years. So we would need ten thousand years to travel there. That's insane. We it, think of it. We're in the year two thousand and twenty, like the the Roman Empire. Would be twenty percent of the way there if someone started at zero. If Alexander the Great himself sent out a is sent out a spaceship, we would still not even be a quarter of the way to the next galaxy. There you go. Like that's and it, that's considering if we were moving at light speed. Yeah, um, which we're not. So the way that we do it is we go through the fourth dimension, but we don't know how to do that yet. Yeah, we gotta find those wormholes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about them. He does. And and uh, Monsters, Inc. That's one of my favorite videos is listening to him talk about how Monsters, Inc. got it right. <laughs> <laughs> the idea being that, like, uh, essentially, like, if you fold a paper and, and if you're, like, a little guy that's only on two dimensions, you can mm-hmm. jump from one side of the paper to the other. Yeah. That's essentially traveling through the third dimension to get to the second dimension. So that's essentially the same thing we would need to do is we would need to find a way to fold the universe. And then just, like... Jump through where the two pages meet. Yeah, exactly. Just jump. And then there you go. You've traveled super far with yeah. less work. Yeah. Uh, yes. So our current understanding of that, basically, I, I read up on this. Our current understanding of that, for us to create a wormhole that doesn't even dro- make us move that far, but just to create a wormhole would current, would take more energy than has currently been discovered like as in like since the big bang that's how much energy it would take to move any kind of mass over that distance all right well you know what let's let's wait a few months we'll probably figure something out yeah 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 we got it we got it you know what just get back to me on the weekend on that um i just i would like to go to jupiter for for winter i love the idea of the president talking to like the the, his head of science and and the guy just being like okay so like i understand what you want to do but it's just it's not physically possible we would need more energy than the sun has all right well i mean like the russians are already there make so. the sun yeah. yeah just make another sun make another sun. i don't see what the problem is we have the money we have it we have all the money yeah make another sun anyway so, that's how the hard, yeah. that's how, that's how the disaster movie begins <laughs> <laughs> so theoretically that's how we would do it and maybe we will do it one day but mm. again 
We'll all most likely be dead. No, we will be. We certainly will be. Mike, would you like to tell us about the ocean? Yeah, it's just as scary. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. A thing that we can conceivably learn more about in a realistic and legitimate way before we all die. We realistically can't. That's the thing that's scary. All right. Well, then tell me why. Because the pressure on the ocean floor is so much that we would be... Inst- it cannot be stressed how instantly we would be crushed. <laughs> like, the Marina Trench, the Marina Trench, which is the deepest trench in the ocean, um, we know it's the deepest trench in the ocean. If we were to stand at the bottom of the Marina Trench, that would be like if 50 jumbo jets were dropped on us at the exact same time. Think of the biggest jumbo jet that you've ever flown in. Okay. Multiply it by 50. Okay. Like, that's how big we're talking about it. And then just, boop. That's that's how much pressure is on you every second that you're in the Marina Trench. <laughs> I could probably lift yeah, that. Yeah, you're probably fine. Yeah, they're I'm probably okay. So the answer is we send down the rock. Yeah, and adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. I just I just like the idea of him stepping out just like, hey, and just like exploding in a second. Yeah. That would be awesome. Like that would be such a funny way for like bodybuilders to compete. Yeah. Just like who doesn't die at the bottom of the ocean. No, it would be instant. It would be so instant. Mike, just just let me live in my little fantasy. I know. I know. Well, okay. I, I've just written down a few cool facts about the ocean and for us to discuss. Cool. Um Cool, cool, cool. So, first things first, 70% of the world is the ocean. 70%. Yeah. And that's, it's probably more if we go by mass, but like, you know, if we were talking about like how much stuff is covered. Surface area. Yeah. The United, the, uh, the world covers 70% of it. We also know that there's, uh, just over 240,000 species of animals in the ocean. We can be certain of that? Yeah. We've just we've discovered that many. We know there's more than that, but we've discovered that many. That, there's at least that many. Yeah, we've like as as in we've documented that many. Cool. And that makes up for for like 95%, about 95% of all species that have been discovered. Damn. Um and well, like I said, there are so many more. We know that there are so many more, but I those li- are the ones that we know about. I like to imagine that like when a co- when like life is being like given to something like there's like a roulette wheel and like each individual consciousness just kind of goes into like just a random life form Mm -hmm. considering that most of the life forms on the planet are ocean dwellers yep it's kind of all amazing that everyone listening to this is a human yeah or a dog that's uh lying about some things (laughs) very true yeah i'm with that i also like the idea that like given how many species are in the ocean um, that tells me that moving to land was probably an inefficient idea. Like, you ever think those guys were just like, what the fuck ever happened to that fish? Yeah, we're like the, we're like the, like, the stupid kids who, like, in high school are like, yo, I'm gonna be a rock star, you'll see. Yeah. And then they storm out of the high school and everyone's just like, what the hell is that guy doing? Yeah, exactly. It's and just, then we just never hear about him again because yeah. he invented ska and no one listens to ska. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's it. We're all the weird kid in high school. Or no, yeah, exactly. We're all the ska guy. Yeah. We're all the weird fish in fish high school. He started Real Big Fish and nobody knows his name and nobody will care to. If you're, Hey, Real Big Fish, please come on the podcast. Please come on the show. Um, Big fan. So, uh, also, uh, marine plants, which also exist and are cool. Yes. Uh, they produce over seventy. To, they they produce between seventy and eighty percent of the Earth's oxygen. So we can plant as many trees as we want, as many as as many trees as, we, and we should. Planting trees is a good thing, but uh, we're really not adding that much to the ocean to like the, the the atmospheric uh, you know oxygen level. Well, yeah, oxygen wise, but trees still do great things for like other animals yeah for cleaning up carbon dioxide and, and also and, providing homes yeah for, for for little guys oh i'm not shit talking trees don't get me wrong it's I'm just, just that we're not accomplishing as much as we think yeah no because like everything is done in the water well no don't tell people that because then we'll stop planting trees well if you tell people that maybe they'll stop pouring oil into the ocean <laughs> my come on yeah I, we yeah. both know that's not gonna happen i mean that's a good point um <laughs> this is sad yeah i know Hey, here's an interesting fact. Oh. The world's large, longest chain of mountains is called the Mid-Ocean Ridge, and it's almost entirely un- underwater. Almost entirely. Yeah, there are a couple of points where, where it's like, bleep, like it blips over the surface. Are there little islands? Yeah, yeah, in the Pacific Ocean, there's a ridiculous amount of islands. Cool. And some of them are a, part of the, are a part of it, but also, we know more, we have mapped more of the surface of Venus and the surface of Mars than we have the uh, Mid-Ocean Range. 
Like that's how, like, it's an it's a mountain range, mm -hmm. but like the Rockies and stuff like that. It's there. It's just all underwater. That's how deep the freaking ocean is. Nice. It, we know that it's five times longer uh, than the Andes, which are the longest above ground mountain range. Which I think is pretty damn cool. That is pretty damn yeah. cool. You know, the ocean being this big gives me more realistic understanding of how those people on Lost got so lost. But also, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, so don't spoil it for me. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know anything about Lost, oh, to be great. honest with you. Um, but I do know that the uh, the Pacific Ocean is so much bigger than the Moon. Like a million. Like it's like the where where is this fact? Where is this fact? Hold on. Here we go. Okay, so the Pacific Ocean, at the, at the widest point of the Pacific Ocean, it is five times the diameter of the moon. Damn. We could fit the moon in the Pacific Ocean five times. And that also explains the reason to why we make our maps the way we do, in that this Pacific Ocean is broken up, because, like, that's, like, half the world. It's it, just, like, ocean. Well, also, like, it's we don't care about it. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, Hawaii, we care about you. The Pacific Islanders, we care about you, but, like... As long as it makes it on the map. But it's, like, yeah, it's, like, it's like if, if I were to take a pencil and draw five dots on a, on a, on a pencil, uh, like, just start jabbing a piece of paper that's how much that's more land will be covered more of the paper will be covered in pencil in those five dots than the land that covers the pacific ocean that's like how that's how big we're talking that's pretty cool yeah but also you're saying that my idea of of the moon falling into the pacific ocean painting is a legit thing that could feasibly happen oh easily Easily, if, you know, it wasn't for like gravity and all that other stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, if we if we were able to if we were grew and we were able to shrink the moon down, put it in the ocean, and make it grow, we'd all be fucked because of the displaced water. Mm -hmm. But like, the the, the Pacific the Pacific Ocean would be like, whoa, oh, that was weird. all right, that's cool, uh, that's cool toy. It would probably be like the only mat like land visible above water at that point. Yeah. But hey, also, I, I, I don't have this written down, but I wonder if it would show up, if we would be able to see the surface of the moon over the Pacific Ocean, or if the ocean would cover it. I you really know, don't that know. That is interesting. Yeah, I really don't know. You know what? Math whizzes, get on it. Yeah. If we sunk the moon into the ocean, and, you know, like, part of it was still sticking out, would we be able to see it from where we would be not counting for the displacement of water? I gotta imagine it's like a new, it would be a new continent, or something like that. I, I would imagine that it would could be so, like, high up that we probably could see it over the curve of the Earth. Oh, you mean, like, if I'm standing in New York and I look westward, if I, I would be able to see the, see the yeah. moon? I don't think that. Oh, that would be cool, though. I can't see the Rocky Mountains. I, can, I cannot see Mount Everest. But we're talking about the moon. Still. It's very big, Mike. Yeah, I know. We still we see it up in the sky every night. But still, like, Pacific Ocean's pretty deep. And plus, we have things in our way. If we're walk looking westward, we have things in the way. That's fair. Yeah. I just wanted to, like, live in the moment. Yeah, I know. I hear you. <laughs> um, here's another cool fact. So, you know how much we call out SpongeBob for his bullshit about, like, going to Goo Lagoon and, like, swimming in the lake? And we're ah, like, yes. It's fucking bullshit. They're, they're underwater. That doesn't make sense. But there's legit goo under the water? Well, there sure is, but you know what else is under the water? Fire. Lakes and rivers. Lakes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what, weird. Yeah, what happens is, like, the salt, There, there's a lot of hydrogen sulfide at certain certain parts of the ocean. Um, I don't know where it comes from. I'm imagining geothermal vents, but it could be wrong. Okay. But that hydrogen sulfide mixes with the salt water. And when that happens, the salt water becomes much denser, which makes it sink to the bottom of the of the ocean. Creating and rivers that makes, and lakes. And that makes a river and a lake. Yeah. That's funny. It really is. So that's actually... SpongeBob is, uh, is wrong because, like, you know... Sponges can't wear pants, but um, <laughs> the the actual the actual Goo Lagoon is is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Hillenburg did his work. He was a marine biologist. Oh, was he really? Yes. Oh, I did That's not know why that. he made the he made the show to because uh, he loved marine biology. All right. Well, look at that. And his only inconsistency was that the sponge can walk around and talk. Damn. Here's another cool fact: fifty percent of the U.S. is in the ocean. Really? Yeah, fifty percent of the United States of America is in the ocean. How so? Our borders go beyond where our land ends. Oh, so we have a lot of the ocean. Yeah, we do. We have, I think it goes 100 miles, 150 miles. I don't have that written down. Cool. But it goes a few hundred miles out uh, over our border. And because of that, so much of the land is covered there that it's technically ours. So theoretically, we could make Atlantises 
under the water and they would be a part of America. Theoretically, it wouldn't be illegal to do that. Like there are it international waters. Yeah, there are international waters that we can't do jack mm-hmm. crap on. You know, there's that there's that legend that is not true, legally speaking, that if you go into international waters and kill somebody, you're going to get away with it <laughs> because technically you, there's no country that can that can uh, that can. Prosecute you for it? No, they'll find a way. They will. They will. They'll um, be like they'll 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 find a way to claim it because you're if if they can prove that you did it, they're not gonna they're not gonna be like oh you sneaky dog you got away with it. No, you're still a danger to society. Mm-hmm. You know, like if Ted Bundy drove women out to the out to the middle of the ocean to kill her to kill them, he would still go to jail. So you know, <laughs> don't be Ted Bundy. Well, that kind of jumps on my next question of is there any ocean that isn't claimed by any one specific country? But yes. then you just talked about international waters. Yeah, there is. So yeah. there you go. There has to be. There is, yeah. Um, yeah. So we should make a giant raft, go out into international waters, and then claim it as our own country. We can't do that? I, we want people to claim the raft as our own country in the most liberal sense of the, of the term, but, like, the actual... We would not be able to claim the ocean as there. There are so many regulations about the ocean. Oh well. Yeah. Well, also because the reasons why is like, you know, if we start claiming the ocean, we can't we can't sail for trade or anything like that anymore. <sighs> I guess. Yeah. It's less fun now. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's like in. It's like in. Because if that was the case, it would be like in World War Two when when Germany went to Spain and was like, "Hey, so uh, we're not. We're gonna pass through your country, but we're not invading you. We're going to Portugal. Like they they they, they just wouldn't be okay, you know." It's true. Yeah, they believed him. Anyway, uh, so there are also 20 million tons of gold in the ocean. Wow. Yeah, that means that uh, there's enough for every single person to have nine pounds of gold. Wow. Every single person, all seven points, whatever billion of us. Do you know how many, how much money that type of gold is worth? Depends on the on the market today. Hmm. Well, I guess nothing if everyone has it. Yeah, yeah, that would dilute the that would dilute the, uh, the yeah, price. Yeah, that's bullshit. Anyway. Here's another cool fact. Yeah. Icebergs. Icebergs can provide, uh, one iceberg can, on average, can provide one million people with five years worth of drinking water. Damn, that's like a lot of water. Yeah, you know what's even cooler? This is currently being used. There's a, there's a, there's a company in the United Arab Emirates uh, that is towing icebergs from Antarctica to the UAE each year. And the reason why is because the UAE uh, only receives four inches of rain every year, and mm. it's projected that over the course of the next 25 years, they will have a lot of trout. So they're going to Antarctica, grabbing an iceberg, <laughs> dragging, it, dragging it all the way up back to the United Arab Emirates, melting it down and giving the and giving the water to the people. I'm going to just borrow this yeah. and bring it back later. Yeah. Sorry. It's pretty cool, actually, I thought. Yeah. That is pretty neat. Yeah. Poor penguins, though. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, well, maybe maybe they'll get... <laughs> maybe maybe there's one guy in the Middle East with all the penguins that accidentally <laughs> end up on the iceberg. Now these penguins are mine. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, all right. Here's, a, here's another cool fact. So as you know, light can't travel beyond... For most of the ocean, there is no light. Yes, because the ocean stops light. Yeah, the ocean stops light, which means that most of the Earth is dark. The vast majority of the Earth... Like, as far as volume and area, whatever you want to calculate it as, is dark because there's no light beneath it. There you go. Um, but uh, as a result, because there's no light to heat up the water, that, that water down there is, generally speaking, very, very cold. Like, one to two degrees Celsius, which is right above freezing. Yeah. Um, however, there are what we call hydrothermal vents, which are, are which open up to the very cr- uh, crux of the earth, the very center of the earth. And those are warm spots. Yes, that's understating it for sure. <laughs> uh, those hydrothermal vents can release water at 400 degrees Celsius. For reference, the boiling point of water is 100 degrees Celsius. So it's a lot hotter than that. It's so much hotter than that. Like you would, you would get third degree burns in a second. It's mm. it's kind of it's kind of cool to think about. That is cool. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of. Super weird animals at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Sometimes we fish them up and look at them, and they're like, "Wow, this thing is disgusting," and it's cool. Yeah, and it it like the the blobfish, which we very yeah. famously got memed because of how disgusting uh, and blobby it looks. It just looks so sad. But under the water, it it evolved so that it like could survive the pressure, and like mm-hmm. it doesn't have a skeletal system because the bones would break under the water. Yep. Um. So if you put it in water, you know they did an artist rendition because there's no light down there, but it looks. 
looks like a real fish. It looks like a real fish. It, it just, just it just it deflates when it goes above water. It doesn't have the need for uh, the for for dealing with no pressure. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Here's another fact. Oh, the largest waterfall in the world is in the ocean. Okay. Yeah. How so? So it's called the Denmark Strait Cat Cataract. Is it in Denmark? Uh, I think so. It could have just been discovered by someone from Denmark and they were... Because Denmark had a kind of colonization phase. So yeah. they might have just seen it and just been like, all right, this is ours. Well, it's like, I don't know a lot of things that have like the Denmark stamp. So maybe it's just like anything that found is like, oh, Denmark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're going to take this. This is ours. This is ours. Shut did up. Shut up it? about it. Did anyone see this new waterfall? Yeah. I mean, did anyone see the waterfall that we found? Yeah. It's Denmark's. So what happens is, is that this, at this point, this is where... um. The the cold water in the east uh, meets the the warm water in the west, and at that point, what happens is the cold water uh, will just because of basic physics go down. It will drop underneath the warm water because heat rises and cold doesn't. Yeah, I mean essentially yes. Um, and uh, as it as it drops, it falls eleven thousand five hundred feet to go under the warm water, and in doing that, uh, it it. Uh, that is about 50,000 times bigger than the Niagara Falls. Damn. Yeah. So, so, it's, so, yeah, that's a waterfall. That is a waterfall. It's water falling through more water. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, it is. That, that's essentially what it is. The uh, largest waterfall that you'll find on land is in Venezuela, but this is so many times uh, bigger than that. That would be so much fun to do as a ride for, like, the first three seconds, and then, you know, you'd die. You just keep falling. Yeah. yeah. And you would die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's... Because you would drown. Yeah. Uh, also, the ocean has Wi-Fi. Okay. The ocean, just just for reference, if you want, if you're listening to this on the ocean, you can. Does it have like a network like ocean? Well, I mean, it's just basically submarine. Ca I, I would be, I would love that for like like nautical themed <laughs> ocean like, Wi-Fi. Uh, ocean Wi-Fi, you know. Um, yeah, it, just like <laughs> do a dolphin, uh, like a like it's just named after like dolphins get off. This is mine or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, it, it submarine cables uh, were laid so that overseas communication is possible. Yeah, sharks only. Yeah. So, like, I, I would imagine, I don't know if this is actually accessible by, like, people on the ocean. <laughs> if you're, like, stranded in the middle of the ocean, you could connect to Wi-Fi. I, I legitimately wonder if that's a possibility. That would actually be really handy. Yeah. Like, if you, like, get lost, mm -hmm. you could, like, call someone and, like, have them, like, ping your signal to come help you. It would be so smart, and that's why I think that... If that wasn't a capability when this cable was slid down, that I'm sure they're looking into that. That would be cool. You 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 can't just have sailors lost at sea, man. Here I'm thinking like sharks and dolphins with like little antennas. I would love that too. Like, I would love that able too. Able to talk to each other. Well, I mean, there are like tracking devices that we put on certain animals, so like we well, could yeah, see where they're like, swimming. None that are. they could use. Yeah, true. That's very true. Um, but yeah. Um, also here's just. Here's two more, two more facts. They have two more facts. Number right. one, the Great Barrier Reef is Earth's largest living structure. That's true. Yeah, bigger than like we have on land, we have these networks of trees that are technically one organism. Technically, that's the same thing for the Great Barrier Reef, but it's just a, it's just so much bigger. It's just much bigger. Yeah, that's cool. I like the Great Barrier Reef. And secondly, the United States once lost an H bomb at sea in 1966. Have we found it yet? Yes, we did. Do you know who found it? Who found it? Spanish fishermen. <laughs> That must have been a weird day. I freaking, I read that and I could not stop thinking about it, boss. Just, You're not going to believe this. <laughs> Just like, hey, I got a big one. Oh, man, this is really heavy. Uh, uh, Fernando, uh, this is uh pretty nuclear catch, my friend. Yeah, you know, we kind of got to put this back, right? This is catch and release, this my friend. This is friends. probably problematic. Jim. Jim, get away from with that hammer. I don't want to open it. I, I don't want to open it. I really hope that there's a picture of, like, the fisherman posing with it like a, sh like a shark hanging from <laughs> yeah, It's like, it's it's like, like one guy's got a swordfish. One guy's, one guy's got a pretty small one. Next guy's got, go he's got the H-bomb in the background. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I need that picture. Filet. I need that picture. Like also, that is, that is not the only H-bomb that the United States has lost, but it's just the one that's the funniest it's the oh funniest to think that's about. That's just so funny. Yeah. We just lose shit like little, like a little kid. I mean, we really do. We lost, like, I think I think I read that we have lost six of them, and we still don't know where those six are. This is not one of them, because, like I said, it was found by Spanish fishermen. But, um, 
Uh, there are six currently missing. Well, hopefully that won't come back to bite us in the butt one day. So, Americans... Here's the thing that, like, gets me, that gets me, is, like, don't get me wrong, like, we can, we can yell at different governments and stuff, and, like, blame other people for, for a lot of the things that the other countries fuck up, but at the same front, and I'm like, don't get me wrong, criticize the government of China, criticize the government of Germany, or whoever, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but if you want to actually start, like, blaming Chinese people for, like, the country's handling of the coronavirus thing, or another country, or another country and stuff like that, you don't get to do that until you personally go and find all six of those nuclear warheads. Yes, never forget. We lost six H-bombs. How the fuck do you lose a nuclear weapon? And I just- still, How do you do it? Still be unable to find it. You could just be walking and stub your toe and blow up, like, Kauai. It's just gone. Yeah, we're- Yeah, we, we should look for those. Yeah! Top we 10 reasons to take up fishing. And I, I, I don't know- I legitimately don't know the top 10 reasons to look up fishing. <laughs> I legitimately, don't, hero. I legitimately don't know if there is or if there isn't, like, actual, like, committees dedicated to finding those things, or if they were just like, well, oh. alright, we're moving on, we're moving on, you know. Eh, they're probably sitting at the bottom of the ocean somewhere. Yeah, pro probably, probably, or, like, buried underground somewhere, like, I wonder if there was just one disgruntled nuclear physicist <laughs> that was just like, fuck you guys for not, you're docking my pay again, I'm gonna take this. Or, like, he got drunk one night, yeah. and it's, like, kind of, like, the hangover, like, oh, no, where'd I put the nukes? You wake up next to the nuclear bomb, you're just like, what did I do last night? Yeah, yeah, exactly, just like, I lost seven, here's the first one. Here's the first one, I'm still I mean, looking for the other six. I mean, would you even bring it in at that point? Like, <laughs> that's gotta be an embarrassing conversation, you know? Uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that with me, Mike. <laughs> that one didn't have anything to do with the ocean. I just find it hysterical. Well, I mean, they, they're probably in the ocean. You gotta imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what I would imagine. Yeah. Anyway, it's bucket time. Pick and bucket! Time to pick from the bucket. Time to pick from the bucket now. Actually, I don't, I don't have the actual... Slip. Uh, Alex, what are you doing? You're letting people behind the behind the scenes. You don't need to show them. But okay, we did actually we we did pick this one in advance. Yes, because you know, time. Yeah, stuff's hard. We had to kind of cut some corners. Yeah. This week, we are purchasing and trying candy from a different country. Okay, we need to come up with a better name. Taste tester. This Turkish is our delights. Yeah. Turkish oh Turkish delights. That's not a bad one. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, next week what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be doing a challenge live on air for the first time. Um, this challenge is where we Alex has tracked down and uh, purchased uh, Turkish chocolates and I mean, candies. You say tracked down it makes it sound a lot cooler than it actually is. But yeah. I bought them online. He found and purchased uh, Turkish uh, candies that don't exist in America. Uh, so we are going to be uh, trying them live on air next time, and we're going to be giving you our impressions of them. Yeah, I'm curious of how this is going to go. Yeah, me too. Uh, so this is, that's that's going to be our challenge. It's kind of like what Rhett and Link do, but we're not going to be as, as charismatic as them. Um, that's true. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, that's, uh, but uh, next week, if you're interested in turkey or chocolate, you know, uh, come, come, come listen to the podcast. Our statistics say that it's most likely that you are interested in at least one of those things. Hopefully, yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Weekly Undertaking. This has been, as Alex mentioned, the 111th episode of The Weekly Undertaking. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so, there are 110 other episodes for your listening pleasure. We've covered so many damn topics. Listen to them. I'm sure we're gonna find you're gonna find one that piques your interest. Uh, make sure that you uh, so scroll through, find one that, that that you like. They're all there for your listening pleasure. And you found us once. Make sure you can find us again. Subscribe to us on whatever podcasting forum you're listening to us on right now, uh, so you don't lose us. Um, please leave a rate and review because those really do help to grow the podcast. Uh, and we also have two artists that help us out. We have Adam Rudy, who does all the music, and Winston De Jesus, who does the podcast cover art. If you like what you see, or if you like what you hear, please show them support. Their, their information is in the description below as well. If you have a challenge for the weekly undertaking, we have a form in the description below for you to click on and fill out and uh, suggest challenges. Make us do some stupid, wacky stuff. Uh, so please, uh, check it out. If you're, if you're interested, submit, submit submissions, and we will, uh, we will give you credit if we use yours on air. Yeah, and um, and if you want to support this podcast, please support our responsible our our our, responsible. our sponsor our sponsor Audible.com. Uh, Audible ha carries uh, dozens, 
dozens, they carry thousands of uh, audiobooks and publications for your listening pleasure. So please uh, check it out and uh, use the code POSTFUN for a 30-day free trial. And I think that's all I have to announce today. So yeah. thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, join us next week. But until then, don't forget to challenge yourself. And try something new. In the ocean.